She knew the incubation rate, the statistics, the symptoms, and the percentage of children, healthy children, robust children, like her Wyatt, who had died. At first, Nicole had tried to avoid the news. She had even considered, at her husband Josh's prodding, disabling the wireless, shutting off the cable. But reminders were practically everywhere. In CNN's top headlines and most popular online searches, the death toll, the latest CDC reports, the public service commercials with that ridiculous rhyme, know what to do about the flu. She had googled flu and swine flu and H1N1 so many times that the little ads that popped up in the margins of her email were all for antibacterial hand soaps and flu remedies. How to stay healthy. Ten ways to keep you and your family safe. Then, after so many months spent fearing the flu, Nicole had spotted just the night before the paranoid chatter on UrbanMama.com, the online mommy message board she browsed regularly. Post after post by mothers fretting over rumors that some computers were predicting the world might end? Josh had laughed at her that morning when she told him, then laughed again when she had tried to explain what a webbot was, all of which she had learned via Wikipedia. Webbots were superpower computers that scanned the internet for patterns, and many of their predictions, 9-11, the market crash, Oklahoma City, bird flu, had come true. Josh had muttered something about overeducated women with too much time on their hands, ignoring her pleas for him to just Google it. Thank God that they'd be away that weekend. What luck that she'd scheduled the playgroup's Labor Day weekend trip to her parents' house out on Long Island. When she had first read about the rumor that morning, what the moms on UrbanMama.com were calling a potential catastrophic event, implying that it might take place that very weekend, Saturday night to be exact, she had thought about canceling the playgroup's three-day vacation out east. But it had been such a hassle to find a weekend that worked for all five parents in the Friday afternoon playgroup and their significant others. The emailing and texting, scheduling and rescheduling had gone on for weeks until they had found a weekend when they were all free. Nicole knew that if she canceled, she'd ruffle many a feather. A few of the parents had even arranged to take off work the next day. She could already hear Tiffany with her sanctimonious tone. It's just so cruel to disappoint the children, Nick, don't you think? Wyatt's hands, white-knuckled, gripped the swing's chains. Nicole leaned over him and whispered, her lips close to his flushed cheek. You want a treat? She tucked her fingers into the sweat-damp curls at the back of his neck. Sweet little boy sweat that smelled of apple juice and cut grass. She inhaled, wishing she could stop time and bottle the smell, bottle Wyatt even because one day it would all be over. Wyatt would be a harsh-smelling, hard-angled man. She and Josh would be old, dead. A plane passed overhead, a whoosh that built and built until it seemed to Nicole that a great big hand had unzipped the sky. And she looked around to see if anyone else had heard it, had felt it as a warning of some kind, a prelude to disaster. There were a few mothers looking up, shielding their eyes with freshly manicured hands. Was it too low? Nicole wanted to ask. Did they think it was suspicious? The engines were awfully loud, weren't they? She snapped the rubber band on her wrist, an assignment from her therapist, pulling it farther away each time, the sting growing with each release. Nothing bad is happening, nothing bad is happening. She looked again at the sky to watch, to wait for the sign that all was clear, that it was just her ever-faulty interpretation she had, even as a child, doubted. She was about to turn to the sick child's mother to ask, did she feel that? When something changed, what exactly she couldn't say, 
But it was there, an offness that reminded Nicole of the light right before an eclipse. An otherworldly light. And she kept asking herself, what is it? What is it? What is happening? She lunged for the chains of Wyatt's swing, jerking him up and out so fast his foot caught in the seat and he fell to the ground. His plump fingers splayed in the dirt. This is it. This is it. The panic buzzed in her chest, and there was a sudden adjustment in her vision, like she could see through goddamn walls. It was only the pink chemical blush of the overhead street lamps coming on. A child behind her yelled, Pretty! Lights! And Nicole heard comfort in the little girl's voice. She, too, wanted to be fearless. She pressed Wyatt's face to her chest, hiding that silent, open-mouthed wail, the precursor to great gulping cries. She shushed him, whispering, Sorry, baby, sorry. Nicole let out a shuddering sigh.